This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I love how Shaletta just calls Chad Hartman out in that intro. Like she literally, she said, she said Chad Hartman's 6'9 out here. She said Chad Hartman's gunna, the rapper gunna out here just snitching on everybody. What, what's, what, what is that all about? Everybody, you know, we we try to, you know, and, and it's true. I mean, we don't try to do it. It, it is a fact. Adam Carter is the snake, the station snitch. I, I mean, that's just a fact. It's been proven. Scientists have come in. They've done studies uh, at the at you know at, at MIT and NEH, NIH, and at the Mayo Clinic. And Adam Carter is the station snitch. So we got to watch I mean, what we say around Adam then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You better. If you said to Adam Carter, you might as well send out a, a broadcast email to everybody at the station. That's what you should do. Um, because if you say it in front of Adam Carter, everybody's going to know it, upstairs and out. But this is the, the this is the thing that can work for us, though, Chilada, because let, let's say that we leak to Adam that um, – that the that Oprah is interested in Shaletta or or ESPN is interested in, uh, in Henry Lake. And then he goes and takes that to the big to the big bosses upstairs and we might get a pay hike. We might get a raise. Yeah. You know, I never I look I never it works in reverse. Strategic. I was too I was too busy being mad at him for being a snitch. I, hey, look, I hey Harrigan's thinking about it right now. Hey Dave Harrigan Hey you should see the look on Dave Harrigan's face. He's like Lake, that's actually a good idea. I, I need to do that the next time I'm around Adam. I'm actually running up Upstairs right now. We'll be back. <laughs> Just call Adam and say, you know, Adam, I, I'm telling you this in confidence, and then it's over. That's how you start the conversation. Adam, I'm telling you this in confidence. Please don't tell anybody. And then it's over. It's a wrap. It's a wrap after that. All right. How you doing on this feisty Friday? I'm doing great. But I have to have a conversation with you and Dave Harrigan because my fiance, Dan Cook, um, I, I'm trying whoa, to whoa, whoa, what? him. What? Oh, you don't know. You don't know? No, nah, I did not know. You didn't hear about the dream I had that I married Dan Cook? No, I didn't hear about that dream. I, 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 I you heard about the dream, right? <laughs> we heard all about it last Friday. Oh, I did not. I didn't know so about this. I thought I she was still on. Dream. I thought she was with Dean Phillips. No, don't tell Dean Phillips because, you know, he get real possessive when it comes to me. I don't want him to call the station and be mad. But I had a dream that Dan Cook and I were getting married. And he was just all over me. He couldn't get enough of me. So I woke up the next day and I thought, well, maybe I should call him and see if the Lord laid anything on his heart. So I I, I reached out to him. It's probably about, I don't know, maybe four in the morning. I was like, hey, what's up? Um, did you have any dreams about me last night? And, you know, he got a little upset because I, you know, called him up four in the morning or whatever. It didn't, it didn't you know, the conversation didn't last long. I'd be upset, too. 
And um, so, yeah, so, so see, this is going to prove the point that I'm getting ready to make. And so the other day he was live on the air doing his show with Jason Russia, and I had a question. And I know what his schedule is, but I called him anyway. And so he texts me and says, I'm literally live on the air in the middle of my show. I said, I know this, but I'm training you how to be a husband. Because what you have to understand as a husband, when you have a wife, a wife will call you in the middle of your most important meeting to ask if you like uh, Jiffy peanut butter, smooth or creamy. She will call you to ask you if you've seen her keys. Okay, that's what wives do. We don't care that you're in the middle of a presentation to your boss's boss's boss. Okay, that's what we do now. Uh, uh, so, so Dan Cook apparently is not really ready to get married because the mm. fact that I called him while he was working on his job and he didn't understand and know how to take the call lets me know that he's not really ready to be anybody's husband. Maybe yeah. that was just his reaction to a text from you. <laughs> Maybe, 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 maybe he didn't react like that when he got that text from his other boo. Oh, because I know Dave Harrigan knows this oh so well. If you are at work, your wife will call you. Call um, or text? Ask you both. It don't, we don't care. I don't get many calls. No, I don't. I don't think Dave. Don't I don't think. Calls? I don't think Dave Harrigan's wife calls him on. She'll, she'll text me, and uh, she's usually understanding if I don't get back to her right away. If I got things to do. But no, she oh. just, I think she learned that uh, I'm not going to pick up the phone. Oh, and when you don't pick up the phone when your wife calls and you come home, your stuff not outside. No, we're okay. If I'm if okay. I'm not at you work and keys, I don't pick up the, the phone, then work? I get in trouble. The keys still work. Like if your wife calls you, like right now, if she called you and you didn't just pick up the phone and say, "Hey, babe, don't hey. forget, this is my shift. I'm on the air. It's been my shift for two years. I'll call you right back. I love you." If you don't do that, if you just don't answer the phone when you get home, your keys work. Is that what you're telling me? No, I just text her to hold say, on. "Knock it off. I'll get back to you later." Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. I gotta nip something in the bud with Shaletta Brundage here, host of the Shaletta Show on Saturdays, eleven to two. Hold on, hold on, Shaletta. Don't don't stop trying to get over on the listening audience. Stop trying to be the next George Santos. We know that you and Sean are still married. We know the y'all. You, you, Chad Hartman Jr. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not still married. I have some paperwork somewhere. Now, I can't put my finger on it, but there is paperwork somewhere. It might be shredded. But we are legally, legally divorced. Now. What? N- Yes, I'm not. Are. I'm not buying. I need to see You're the paperwork. I'm not. Okay. I, I'm seeing too much social media where y'all it look like y'all close to bumping and grinding in the kitchen and all this other stuff, and he helping you with your clothes. I'm not even buying this legally. Nothing. I, I get out of here with that. We doing divorce different. That's the name of my upcoming book. Do divorce different. Well, you can still have fun. You can still laugh and talk. I told him you get a girlfriend if you want to. She gonna take a shift on this RV. I don't care. She can come on up in here. She can help me comb Cameron's house. She can get the boys to the barbershop. We're we going to all be one big happy family. Hey, well, hold on, hold on. You're in the RV right now? No, I said if we oh, take okay. and we okay. take an RV trip. She's going to have to take a shift drive. She's, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, 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 we got another segment left. Hey, let, let's take a brief pause. We got to pay for these bills here in a second. But I got something um, that I want to ask you about that I saw on your Twitter timeline that uh, I think is pretty awesome that I want to ask you about here, Shaletta. So uh, just hold with us through the break. Uh, we'll come back more Feisty Friday with Shaletta Brundage here. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey! This is what a feisty, a feisty Friday sounds like? Whoa! Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my theme song. Every superhero got a theme song. Dave Harrigan just added 10 years to my life by playing that song. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes. I'm yes. Vi- Hey, this is a vibe right here. That's a lifestyle. That's more than a vibe. So you got to wake up like that. You got to go to sleep like that. I got in a Zoom meeting with some people the other day, Henry, and they wasn't even ready. The woman said, we're going to just shut the Zoom meeting down. Um, I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. We're going to have to reschedule this because I didn't have my head right. <laughs> hey, my head is right right now. Hey, l- let me ask you about something that you tweeted. Um, you stated, uh, you said, never thought something like this was possible for my son, Daniel. His autism was once so severe that we couldn't even drive past the dentist's office because mm-hmm. if he saw the sign, he'd cry. Today he had his first cleaning without parental support. Oh. I, and, and I'm looking at the picture. I mean, how awesome is that? That was so beautiful. I know Dave Harrigan by cry when he saw it. Um, Daniel was my most severely autistic child. When he was three years old, Henry, he had an autism evaluation at the Voyager Clinic at the University of Minnesota, and they said he had no functional language. They said that his interaction with his peers was like an eight-month-old child. And I used to look at him and and say, I love you, and I thought he would never say, I love you back. Um, You know, I I remember he took a test one time and somebody said, touch your tummy, and he didn't know where his tummy was. You know, and he was three, almost four years old, and I thought, oh, my God, he's never going to be potty trained. He's never going to go to college. He's never going to get married. He's never going to make me a grandma. This is the end. And this is three years old. You know, and that's a lot to take as a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I just kept praying and pressing because I, I just believed and had faith that God had not forgotten about us. And I was blessed to find the Lovas Institute Midwest and the Family Achievement Center. And they worked with Daniel and, and got him to a point where he started talking and, you know, doing things that his uh, peers were doing. But it was always a challenge, guys, to get him to go to the dentist because he didn't want anybody to touch his mouth. You know, kids with autism have sensory issues. Mm-hmm. And so we would just ride by 
like there's a super target over by Wood, uh, Woodbury Pediatric Dental. And if we go into that target, he busts out and start crying. He start kicking and screaming. He would lose it. So we couldn't even shop at the super target um, anymore. We had to go to the target in Cottage Grove, the smaller one, because if he rolled past there and saw that sign, he would lose his mind because he thought we were taking him to the dentist. And so Sean made him a dentist appointment. Now, listen. I, I got faith, but sometimes I, I just, you know, I don't want the fight. I got faith, but I don't want the fight. So I ain't sent the boy to the dentist in about two years. I was like, I'm not doing it. It's too much on him. It's too much on me. Sean made him an appointment. Mm. And so and so Sean got up, and, and, and I was like, well, where are you going? He said, I'm taking Daniel to the dentist. I said, uh-uh, you're not taking my baby to the dentist because he's not going to be able to go to school. He said, have faith. Have faith that 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 it'll work out. Why don't you just won't let's just try it, Henry? That boy got in there. He put on them little Stevie Wonder shades, and he climbed up on that table like a big boy. And they cleaned his teeth. We mm. didn't have to hold him down. They didn't have to, you know, take a break. They didn't have to call a senior staff member. And I'm in there giving them the warning, you know, like, look, my kid got autism. I just want you to know. But they were like, Sean was like, no, no, just just let it ride. Just let him do his thing. Let's see where he is because he hasn't been in a while. Henry, he said that like a big boy. You would have been so proud of your oh, nephew. And he awesome. got his first teeth cleaning without us having to sit him in our lap. And the dentist and two other staff members come in. It wasn't torturous for him. And do you know, after that, he went on to school like it was no big deal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, it is. That is yes, awesome. It is. So yes, hold on. It is. So, so now I'm looking at your tw- you, you, you tweeting in the commercial break. And you're talking about uh, Saint, you know, skipping St. Patty's Day, and now they're moving on to all this stuff with Easter. And but Valentine's oh Day. God. So hold on, so hold on, wait, wait, wait. You brought up Valentine's Day in the tweet. What is Shaletta Brundage getting Henry Lake uh, for Valentine's Day? And the reason why I ask that is because, and here you don't know this, but but like when we would cross paths on the weekends and nights and stuff like that, like Shaletta know like. A brother smells good. And so there's been often times where Shaletta's like, oh, my gosh, you smell so good. I'm already pregnant. So now, so now <laughs> I need to know what, what, do, what do I get for Valentine's Day? Because I think that I, I think I'm owed a gift. I think so. You know what? You are going to get the same thing I bought you last year, except I'm a supersized this year. I'm going to make it a little bigger. So last year you got the large. This year I'm going to get you the extra large. So it'll be the same thing. Nothing. It just will be up, basically. <laughs> All right, I, I got you. You know what? Wow. We, we, two can play that game because, you know, I'm past them Tom Ford days. I didn't moved on from Tom Ford. Oh, yeah. That, I, didn't left that, I didn't left that for Jason DeRusha. Jason DeRusha is rocking my old Tom Ford. Now, I'm on – I'm on to bigger and better. I got some more. Wait, uh, I got some more exclusive stuff that that I'm telling you right now. I, you you can't even be around me right now. Oh my god! I'm pregnant on the phone now. What are you wearing? <laughs> I ain't telling I gotta you. Come up I ain't telling now. you. I ain't telling. Oh why am I gonna tell everybody out there listening? And why am I gonna tell you when you ain't getting your boy number for Valentine's Day? I'm sorry. I, put it like. Put and it like. Know, put I, it like this. I, put it like this. Put it like this. It's 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 levels to this. And that Tom Ford, that, oh, that's it. They ain't got nothing on this now. That's on the bottom of the shelf? Oh, man, because that Tom Ford was nice. But I should get you something, because let me tell you what Henry Lake does, uh, uh, Dave Harrigan. Henry Lake always thinks about my son, Andrew. Now, because of the four siblings and the difference in age and the younger three kids um, have autism, people forget about Andrew. 
because he's a normal developing kid. He's a good boy. He works. He goes to school. He makes good grades. He don't give us no trouble. Uh, you know, he, he just does whatever, you know, 16-year-old boys do, um, and, and we don't have to worry about Andrew. So we just kind of be like, go on about your business. Let's get these little kids right. And so he feels left out a lot. But Henry, like, has always been a great uncle because he'll call and say, hey, I got something for Andrew. And then he'll send something, or he'll check on Andrew. He'll make sure Andrew is okay. And and I didn't realize what that meant to Andrew um, because he does feel like people forget about him with the other kids being younger and especially. So I need to give you a shout-out for always making sure my baby feels special. Now, did you see him go viral on Good Morning America? Yeah, you talking about the shoveling of the snow? Yeah, yeah, I saw, yes. I saw, I saw, I saw that, and I did see him with the gloves. I shout out to him for that. I mean, he's he's a he's a young boss and a young entrepreneur as well. But I gotta get you these couple items for him because this ain't no, this ain't no. Okay, you we just gonna run down to the Mall of America and go to go to Nordstroms or go to no or, or just go to any, no no. This ain't just no anywhere stuff. This is this is like. This is hand, this is hand, this is hand picked that is in from a couple boutiques for my boys. Oh, he gonna love that. And now, and, and I don't know when it happened. It used to be that he'll just put some clothes on, like his socks didn't match and his shirt didn't match and his pants didn't match. And I don't know what happened, but now he's like selecting clothes and he's smelling good and you know, he's he's at you know the barber came and he you know he wanted to know when the barber's coming and. You know, he used to didn't care about this kind of stuff. So I asked him, I said, well, do you have a little lady friend that you're dating? So he told me he got a little lady friend, so now I got to get my FBI on. Um, but anyway, he asked me um, if he could go out on the date. And I was like, yeah, what time are we leaving? Um, because I got to get the kids ready. And he was like, no, Mom, it just needs to be me and her. Ooh, there we go. So can I still go to the movies at the same time? Just coincidence or no? Not? No, you gotta be, let, let let him go. Let you gotta get let let that brother live. Let him live. Hey, let me let me ask you this real quick, and then we gotta then we gotta let you go. All right, but but this is a because I don't you know have a son. Um, but what's the going rate for haircuts nowadays? Because I had, oh, I saw that I saw yeah. this this topic kind of I don't want to say it was trending, but I saw some of my friends talking about haircut prices a couple months ago. This crazy. I'm glad I'm bald. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been using the same guy, Dietrich Young, at Grooming House Barbershop since before Sean and I got married. So 20 years, he's been cutting my hair. He cut Sean's hair when Sean had hair. He gave Andrew his first haircut. And so the going right right now for a cut is like 20 bucks. Now, what y'all paying over there where you at? What you oh, you're getting, a, you're getting a sweetheart deal because I'm seeing grown men paying like, Forty dollars for a haircut, and, and and I seen a few barbers that on holidays, which is you know it, it, most places are closed, all that they were charging a hundred. I'm like, what, y'all? You See, please get out of here. That ain't right. That ain't right. Now, day day, um, he was very kind to us when the kids couldn't stand all the noise and stuff because yeah. we tried to bring the kids to the barbershop, and he saw that it was just too much. He said, "Listen, y'all got five people's hair, y'all couldn't. Um, I'm just gonna come to the house on a Monday morning, and I'm gonna get everybody." So gotcha. on, in, in the summer, he would come on Mondays and Sundays. Now, when he came to the house and he was gonna charge us the regular price, I went ahead and paid him forty dollars a head. Um, 
um, because I felt like I needed to you know, bless him for being a blessing to us. Yep. But he was even even though even coming to the house, he won't go charge us the twenty dollars. Yeah, no, I hear you. Hey, Shaletta, always fun to talk to you on the airwaves and even better to see you out in the community and hang out with you. So uh, we got to connect on these clothes as well as I got to get that boudin from you. Yeah, I got your boudin from Texas with your name on it. Okay, we're going to hook up. All right, take care. That's Shaletta Brundage joining us here, host of the Shaletta Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. All right, uh, let's get to uh, other matters uh, and these other matters concern the Minnesota Timberwolves, who won last night over the Toronto Raptors. Uh, look, there was a guy sitting next to me who always sits next to me for every single T-Wolf game. His name is Jace Frederick. He works with the St. Paul Pioneer Press, does a phenomenal job covering the Wolves. But uh, he attended last night's game without a shirt on. We have to discuss that next year. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I thought for a second he was going to trend because of the shirt that he was wearing last night that caught a lot of people's eyes at Target Center. Friend of my show, The Lake Show, but now also a friend of the Chad Hartman Show because I'm filling in for Chad. Jace Frederick, he covers the Minnesota Timberwolves for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He Not just the Timberwolves, but a lot of whatever he wants to cover. Uh, he's joining us now here on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. First off, uh, Jace, um, you've been getting any reaction, uh, people texting you or asking you about uh, the shirt from last night? I definitely got a lot of texts from friends and whatnot during the game uh, who saw the tweet, mostly because they saw your quote tweet of it. Um, <laughs> yes, I did wear a shirt last night. It was salmon-hued. My skin gets pretty pink. It can look like I wasn't wearing a shirt, <laughs> especially from a distance. I can't argue with the picture. It looks like I'm not wearing a shirt. I, I am in agreement with that. It looked awesome, I though, need, man. I need you to confirm it. I need you to confirm that a shirt was on. Yeah, he did have a shirt on. I'm, I'm having fun <laughs> with it. I've been saying that you were topless, but it, we all know that, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're wearing a shirt. But, uh, but that, was, that, was a fun, that was a funny uh, glimpse and in, 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 um, photograph from, I think it was Joe, was the one that took the picture uh, of us last night sitting there watching the Wolves. And, and that's why I wanted to chat with you tonight and happy to have you back here on the show to talk some Wolves. And I want to start with just asking you, in your opinion, what are the Wolves? What are the Wolves? It's a good question, Lake, because on a night-to-night basis, um, your answer can kind of change. And I think maybe that is the answer. It's a pretty inconsistent group right now um, that has, a high ceiling and a low floor. Um, they bring it against some really good teams and contend even shorthanded um, against some of the best teams in the NBA, like they did against Denver. And, and then they also lose to Detroit twice in a span of like two weeks. Um, it's, it's a, it's a group that doesn't bring a consistent effort. And in that sense, I think can be a little unprofessional at times, uh, but you can just see these glimpses of like just the talent that's there and, and the general ability that's there that when they want to, they can be really good. Um, so, so they'll keep searching. Um, and if, and if they find it, if they find what it needs to be for them to consistently bring it on a nightly basis, then I do think they can make a run and be look. the West is wide open. And I think they can be one of the group teams that really makes a push up to the point where they're contending for 
six, five, four seeds in the West, if they can just find it. Um, but through more than a half a season now, they haven't found it on a consistent basis. So they're also pretty frustrating. Uh, so it, it's a complicated question and answer for this team right now, but they can be a lot of different things, frankly. I'm in total agreement with you. And that's the reason why I asked that question. Um, because the way that you just described them is the way that I view them. Number one, they are, they are extremely inconsistent. But I view them like back when we were kids, um, I just utilized myself. Uh, my mom would say, you know, take out the garbage, right? And, of course, young Henry Lake is not thinking about ever taking out the garbage. But then when forced with punishment and not being able to go hang out and do stuff or whatever, have fun, oh, of course, I'm going to make sure I take out the garbage or clean my room. And I, and I feel like that's what happens with the Wolves. Like, when they are forced into a spot where they need to win or they have to have a game, whatever, they they play – to the level of the competition, or they play even better than the opponent that they're facing because of the of the you know how how grave their their position is or situation is. So you know when when they're in a dire spot, they're able to step up. But that's the problem, though. It's like find that level of consistency, and then all will be right in the world. I mean, that was just it last night, wasn't it? I mean, we saw them essentially kind of walk through the first three plus quarters of that game um, and, and really just have nothing, uh, you know, like, like they made some shots to keep themselves in it, but they didn't play with any type of juice and you can give them the excuse of, Hey, they played 22 hours earlier in Denver. And, and I think that's legitimate. That is a pretty tough back to back on an, on an NBA schedule, but they just didn't have anything. Um, and it looked like one of those nights where they were just going to be lackluster. Um, but then, you know, down 14 with, you know, nine minutes to go or whatever, whatever time it was that then, you know, they make some shots and then they think to themselves, well, maybe we should defend for a little bit here. Um, and, and then they do, and they come back, and it's like, that's in them. Um, and like you said, like their backs were pushed up against the wall, and it was like, well, defend now or lose. Um, and so then they decide to do it, and the results follow. It's just Kyle Anderson said it best. We played six good minutes of basketball, and now we've got to play 48. <laughs> but that's yep. just been the thing for them all year. Yep, we're talking to Jace Frederick from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's joining us here um, on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830 WCCO, talking Timberwolves basketball. And you just – uh, segued into what I wanted to ask you about or who I want to ask you about next, and that's Kyle Anderson. Uh, Kyle Anderson, I, I, look, we've been watching him for years. I'm still not sure how he pulls it off. He's not super athletic. He's not fast. He's nicknamed slow-mo. Everything is just, like, at this very slow pace, and, like, he'll get his shot blocked. Um, he's just – but – it works. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how it works, how he's so effective, because to me it's almost like Kyle Anderson is that guy that you walk into Lifetime Fitness and you see him lacing him up, and he's just running the court all day, right? And you're like, man, I don't know what's going on with this old man game, but it's effective. And, and clearly he's playing really good basketball for the Wolves because he's able to find Rudy and other his other teammates and do extremely well to the, to the point where he's almost on a nightly basis – getting close to getting triple-doubles. Yeah, these last three games, um, and, and it's with, like, he's just so involved in what they're doing. Um, he's averaging 15.3 points, 10.7 rebounds, 8 assists, 2.3 steals. And that's all with, like, the eighth, the highest usage percentage on the team in that span. So, like, just the most efficient player you could possibly ask for. And I think that's a great description of his game. Like, everything he does is efficient. He's always making the right play. He's taking advantage of any mismatches, opportunities, whatever the case may be, like 
such a smart player, um, and he just plays with no ego. Like, whatever the right play is, if that's him, you know, getting in and taking that little floater from three feet out, or if that's dishing to somebody else or taking on any defensive matchup, like, he's got it. And uh, he, he really has the ability to take advantage of all these situations as well. It might not always look like that. Like, I know still to this point, like, he's shooting, like, 42% from three, and yet I look over at you, like, every time he, he fires from long range, you do not think it's going in with that shot for him. I don't blame you. Uh, but... <laughs> That's just him. Like, it doesn't always have to be pretty, uh, but it is so effective. And I think he's been – I was somebody who really liked that signing in the offseason. Like, I've really liked Kyle Anderson and his game. Uh, he's much better than I thought even. He's been fantastic on a nightly basis. And it just feels like the Wolves can utilize him more and more and more because it will only be to their benefit to do so. You know what's so crazy, too, is that in, – in, and I'll be the first to, to acknowledge this because, first off – I thought we gave up too much for Rudy, but we're past that, right? Like, it is what it is now. But Rudy Gobert is a better player when Kyle Anderson's on the court. So, so and, and, and I think that you could make the case that everybody on the team is better when Kyle Anderson's on the court. But I guess I bring up Rudy in this way because Rudy has played, I think, better than what fans have given him credit for. I think that fans are so upset because we're not a, a, a top three seed and all the other stuff, whatever. And I'm not saying that Rudy's been great by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think that he's been as bad as what fans um, think about him. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just think when you're a fan and you look at like, oh, the team gave up this player I liked and this player I liked and this player I liked and then all these draft picks and it's like, but it's for one of the best 20 players in the NBA and you're like, okay. And but it's hard to grasp the fact that that is going to be the player who will fumble the ball around the hoop, you know, like who, when trying to execute a post move, will frankly do something that looks really ugly offensively. And it, it's hard, I think, to grasp, like, wait, we gave up all this for that. Like I can do something better in the post than that. Um, and, you know, obviously Rudy Gobert is a better post player than any of us, but uh, it, it's hard to grasp that it was, it's not some guy who's going to score 40 points. And I'm with you that Rudy's been a, a step slow at times this year as well, defensively. So like, even the things that he's great at, I don't think he's done quite as well, but he still impacts the game defensively so much more so than, than meets the eye test. Like, the Wolves, the numbers even say it. Like, they're pretty good defensively when he's on the court this year. And, and when they've used him correctly offensively, which is like Kyle Anderson being patient as he drives in and, and creating the angle for that lob, like, Anderson to Gobert is pretty much automatic offense. Like, Gobert is, has been good and is getting better as his teammates kind of understand how to utilize him. And Kyle Anderson, I think, has been one of the first people to realize that. Uh, and I think I think it's just going to get better and better as as guys kind of all continue to adjust to Rudy. I don't know if it's going what it's going to maximize out at, uh, but but I do think it'll continue to improve. Hey, great stuff as always, Jason. I appreciate the time uh, today, man. Have an awesome weekend, and I'll uh, I'll see you soon. Sounds good. You too, Lake. All right, take care. That's Jace Frederick. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jace Frederick, but uh, more importantly, check out his fine work for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, we'll get to our Linus Construction time check as well as. U.S. Bank Stadium made a list that I'm still not sure how they did. And it's not a compliment. I'll explain next. Henry Lake in for Chad Harden. All right, it's time for the Lindus Construction Time Check. Time to save on energy-efficient affinity from Marvin Windows. And the time is 152. U.S. Bank Stadium, of which... Just the actual football experience. I've never seen a concert there. Um, the football experience, I think, is okay. It's 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 just too big for to me. Like like the concourses are too big. It's too crowded. 
Um, I mean, I love the press box. It, it, it's, I don't know. It, it doesn't have any real character to it. It's Character is a good word because I think it needs to develop that maybe. I think you're right. Inside, I mean, it, just the height of the thing, you know, compared to what the Metrodome used to be, what we it's were used big. to there. It's it's up there. When you get to that actual peak, it's big. And, I mean, you mentioned the concourses. Big concourses, yet very bottlenecky concourses, yes, I guess. Yes, yes. I mean, and big doesn't always mean better. No, it's, yeah, there's, there's, there's wide areas, but there's also these bottlenecks where you are jammed up in there. Yeah. Well, there's a website, and it's uh, Build World, and they have this – they have a couple of different um, lists here, but they're revolving around the ugliest buildings in the world, okay? And so they have one that talks about ugly buildings in the U.K., and then they also have um, the top ten eyesore buildings in the U.S. No. And so – the the one that is at the top of the list that they just think it's the ugliest is the J. Edgar Hoover building in Washington, D.C., okay? Um, old building. The second one they have is City Hall in Boston. Okay. Third is the Verizon building in New York. Number four is the Watergate complex in Washington, D.C., Number five is the, and I've never been through here, but the Denver International Airport. Number six is the Trump Tower in Las Vegas. <laughs> what has the one in Las Vegas doesn't have the one in New York. Okay. That's, the Vegas is the big gold one, right? That's the big gold I mean, one, they're yeah. All, they're all big it, gold ones. It, it, it looks weird um, in Vegas, but, I mean, anyway. There's a lot of buildings that look weird in Vegas. Yeah, but but I, like... To think that the Trump Tower in Vegas is one of is is sixth in the world in terms. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I've seen much worse. Anyway, <laughs> and now I'm defending Donald Trump's Trump Tower. Um, the and then great num- tower. And, and then <laughs> and then number seven is U.S. Bank Stadium. There it is. So so hold on. Look, I'm supposed to believe that aesthetically, just looking at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's one of the ten worst-looking buildings in the U.S. That that's get out of here with that. I'm sorry. I, there's no way. There's no way. What is it not to like from from a view perspective? What's not to like? It looks great, in my opinion. What what, what do you think about it from the outside? I'm, I'm not, you're saying I, I'm not talking about how it works and functions in the inside and the mm-hmm. concourse. I'm talking about just outside of it. How does it look? I think it looks beautiful. Yeah, I've got no problem with it from the outside, except when they're fixing the siding every year. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit of an eyesore when you have to, you see them tearing down the black siding and replacing it or fixing out what uh, what's underneath. But man, that's interesting because I mean, you look downtown, the building we're in right now. This Mm -hmm. is an uglier building than U.S. Bank Stadium. It's just an old brick building. There's no character to it. I mean, that's a stretch for them to say. I I think that they maybe they got what they wanted. Clicks from me, right? Yeah. Um. But I, that's just – I think that that's that, – so so essentially what they're saying is is because on this list, the only other v- sports venue they have here is the, the Alamo Dome, which everybody says, <laughs> Oklahoma, that's not good, right? Sure. So you mean to tell me that you – and they have that at number nine. You mean to tell me that the U.S. Bank Stadium is the ugliest sports building 
in the United States. Hmm. Get out of here. I want, I'm not hearing that. I wonder if it just has to do with the fact that it's it's so massive in its place and you know, everything around it for a couple blocks, there's there's nothing nearing that size. If it just looks Oh, they don't like the the point in the front. I don't know. That's weird because it's. I think it's a perfectly fine looking building outside. Inside, it's got issues. It, it said it says we built a seed list of buildings from authoritative rankings of the ugliest buildings worldwide and by country. These included all previous winners and nominees of the UK's Carbuncle Cup in rankings of the world's ugliest skyscrapers from Architectural Digest. We then searched Twitter for the name of each building plus a, a, a set of keywords to obtain all tweets that reflected the public's opinion regarding its design. If the public opinion is that U.S. Bank Stadium is ugly, I have not seen that on Twitter. That's nah, Packer fans. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> we'll blame them. Jealous. We will blame them. All right, let's talk more Vikings. Let's get back to the Vikings. We'll talk to Matthew Collar, Purple Insider himself, as he kicks off the final hour. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 